0: welcome back to the dental bright bites podcast today we have brett wilson the president of digidoc now as you probably know digidoc is one of the leading companies in intraoral cameras their cameras are incredible the quality is great but what i love most is i don't get any phone calls about them breaking down Um, So I'm really excited to have Brett here today. We'll be talking about how to connect with your consumer, the patient in your chair, how to get them to comply with the treatment that you're recommending in a way that they understand, and how to motivate your staff to use the cameras that you're giving them. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Let's talk about connecting with the consumer. I know that that is something that you preach and are great at. And I think that that's something that doctors really need to be conscious about. The patient in your chair is not just a patient. They're a person that is making a buying decision. So how do we connect with them to help them come to their decision?
1: So patients as a consumer is is a topic... Gosh, they're really trying to, to have a lot of conversation with offices regarding this. Not look at your patients as patients. And mm-hmm. we do that so often. Like we see patients that come into a dental practice and we believe that, hey, that patient is in my chair. That's my patient. And I'm going to treatment plan them as, as such. And so oftentimes, and there's nothing wrong with this, but the treatment plan is very logical. It's so mm-hmm. a logical approach behind the treatment plan based on what the doctor sees. and that, And the patient does need that. But it's not always how the consumer buys and says, yes. So we believe through imaging, you can take that logical explanation and Mm -hmm. transfer that into emotion and bring emotion into this, which is how consumers purchase. If it was just logic alone, we wouldn't have credit card debt in the world. Yeah. Right. There would be zero credit card debt in in the world if we were all logical uh, on our purchasing. And we're not, Mm -hmm. we're we're emotional. And so by having images on the screen, we then generated emotional connection to that patient. Now, as we look at them as that consumer, we also have to think, well, what is the consumer looking at? What is the consumer looking at at home? And they're looking at at least a 55-inch monitor at home. Mm -hmm. And everywhere we go now, it doesn't matter if it's a fast food restaurant, wherever we turn, we see 55 inch 4k HD monitors in front of us communicating whatever it is that we're looking at. And again, as a, as a consumer, I mean, if if doctors pulled, pulled a hundred patients and asked them how big their monitor was there are television at home that they watch, I promise you they're all going to say at least a 55 inch. And so that's one way to connect with the consumer in the dental practice is to increase the size of Mm -hmm. the monitors in the in the dental practice. I've seen this happen. I've seen offices go to 55 inch. I've seen them go to 60 inch and new patients. And they track this very, very closely. New patients have increased. Just yeah. by putting larger monitors in the practice, it's amazing.
0: Now, do you have a theory of the monitor should be in the operatory with the patient, and they should be showing them there, or they should be bringing them into like a private consult room and showing them on a large monitor in that space?
1: Both. I believe Both. that during the the time to capture the images in the operatory, they need to see it on those monitors. It generates those questions, and oftentimes mm-hmm. the hygienist can answer those questions before. The doctor comes in, saving the doctor time. We hear a lot that cameras take more time and 12 images. So if they take 12 images on every single patient, that's a face, smile, upper and lower arch. And if you Mm -hmm. take two images per quadrant, we've seen when hygienists will follow that system, you will see a a double digit increase in revenue in the practice. And that's just through additional education and case acceptance from seeing images Now, take those images to the consult room where you have another larger monitor and Mm -hmm. be able to walk them through that again. We know we have to communicate to patients three times uh, right throughout the practice of what they need. And so by showing them again on a larger monitor, it continues to connect with, again, that consumer that's sitting in the chair.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do you have tips on, you know, is there a protocol that you guys suggest that they follow where the patient comes in and you take – intraoral images to start and then you stop halfway through and continue taking more. Um, what's your kind of suggestion on, on how they should ap- approach using their cameras?
1: Sure. We hear from a lot of offices that let's say they're using a, a digital SLR camera, extra oral, mm-hmm. and they take images of their new patients um, and with the extra oral photos. And those are great. You need to, you know, those images, but you, we yeah. also need to capture the extra oral photos on the recall. And so we recommend that every patient that comes in, be it a new patient or a recall patient, has that series of 12 images and they do it right away. As soon as that patient sits in the chair, those images are taken. It's very quick. It's two minutes. And mm-hmm. you can do this with any any camera, right? It just take two minutes to capture those images yep. and put that on the screen. And if you see things, of course, you're going to communicate that with the patient after you've taken the images. But what's, what's amazing is that, extra oral photo let's just take a smile for example that smile photo if that's taken on every single recall patient Mm -hmm. and that's put on the screen and you just leave it you don't have to say a word when the hygienist goes to get the doctor for the check they come in that patient's going to see things on that smile that they don't see at home that they don't always see or recognize and those are the those are the elective dentistry. Those are the opportunities for you know a cosmetic case or, or Invisalign or Clear correct or straightening teeth that they don't always see at home, and it gives them that time to look at that. And because they're a consumer, let's just let's just think of it in, in just in our lives. Where are we six months from now? Are we in a different place in our life? Things mm-hmm. change; they rapidly change in life today, and so that patient could be in a different place in their life. So by showing them that smile, they may be ready now versus six months from now.
0: Yeah. I think people also forget to ask people if there's anything that they'd like to change about their smile. Um, those open-ended type of questions, I find from my days as a hygienist, that's when the patient will tell you exactly what treatment they want. Um, and if you don't ask that question, they're not, they're not going to tell you. you know? So you might start talking to them about treatment that they might not be interested in. So.
1: That's, um, that's right. Those questions, that's part of those fundamentals is just having a, a core set of fundamentals that you follow. And so volume of images and a couple of great open-ended questions like that are, are really good.
0: Yeah. So what are some other ways that you could use your cameras to help grow your practice?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the number of cameras, we hear a lot
0: mm-hmm.
1: of, well, I have, I have a camera now and we just share it between a couple of hygienists. Or I have a couple of cameras uh, in, you know, throughout my practice, and I've done surveys all over the country, and it's, it's amazing. Most practices do have a camera, um, mm-hmm. but they just don't have enough. And so yeah. a camera per chair in a perfect world, is, that's exactly what offices need. And We hear time and yeah. time again offices that are really high-performing, and they're, they're you know, firing on all cylinders, they have a camera on every chair. But at a minimum, yep. when you're looking at the number of cameras and you're analyzing, and, and okay, in my practice, what do I have? a camera per provider at a minimum is, is really what you need. So if you have three hygienists and two doctors, the number is five. Yeah. And the reason the number is five is so people just don't have to share you yeah. know, the cameras. And it's about the volume of photos. So the higher, the volume of photos, the higher the, the case acceptance. Um, we heard from, I heard from one office, uh, they said, well, Brett, I have a sensor. And we do a great job of sharing the sensor. So why couldn't we just share the one intro camera? Mm
0: -hmm. So, well,
1: you have a sensor and you have one, but you can't do dentistry without taking an x-ray. So you have to go get it. Yeah. And with intro cameras, you don't like, you don't have to go get it. And therefore you get busy and you just, you just don't. So uh, by having that camera and training them properly and setting that expectation, um, that's powerful in getting the number of images uh, taken in the practice.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a powerful thing to say, because I think when you give your staff a reason for an out, I can only speak for myself personally, but uh, in one of the practices that I worked in back in my hygiene days, whenever the other hygienist had the the uh, sensor that we shared, I was like, oh, have to take the FMX next time. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, I could have waited, but I didn't want to wait. You know, I wanted to get through with everything that I needed to do. So um, it kind of gave me an out, and it gave me an excuse not to do it. You know, in retrospect, understanding the business side of things now, I cringe at that um, because I probably lost a lot of revenue for that office by by skipping F- FMX's here and there. Um, but I mean, you, you give a employee an out, they'll they'll take it. So
1: that's it. And when you look at the overall volume of, of photos that are, are needed, we hear from offices, well, we're just not getting the volume of images or we're just, you know, we're just not getting the the buy-in from the use of the the cameras. And so two things here, one, when you set that expectation, you're not asking anyone to do anything illegal or unethical or immoral. You're just asking for photos, right? So if you've equipped Mm -hmm. them with the camera and you've trained them properly, two things, one, walk into the operatory. If the images are there, celebrate that person, tell them how amazing they are and how great these images are. And when they're crystal clear and they're on a, a, a monitor that, that shows an image that you can be proud of, they're excited and they want to take more photos. So as a dentist, celebrate that. Empower, you know, really your, your team and just celebrate that with them. Now, the other side of that, so that's kind of the carrot, right? Well, the stick is if there's not images on the screen, you just simply very nicely when you walk into the operatory, you say, I'll be back as soon as images are on the screen. And you don't check the patient. Mm -hmm. And if you... You as a hygienist know if the doctor is not going to check the patient, that's the, that's one of the worst things that can happen right throughout (laughs) the day. (laughs) So
0: yeah, your entire schedule is thrown off in that one moment.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. So if they have a camera and it takes crystal clear photos, and you've trained them properly, there's no reason not to, you know, take those images. And so it only takes a couple of times for that to happen for them to really get on board. And then you celebrate them with the, how amazing they are at taking those images you'll be surprised Mm -hmm. that the volume of images really will increase fast.
0: Yeah. I think people also just need to realize if you set a standard with your team and you tell them to do something, you are their boss. So they have to do it. Um, You know, so if, if you take that approach and you're coming in and saying, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll be back when the images are on the screen, they need to realize, you know, this is a job that they're being paid for and they're employed by you. So um, you know, there are standards that need to be set. And I think sometimes people are a little bit nervous to set those standards with their staff and they forget that they are their boss. So,
1: uh, I agree. Yeah. And looking (laughs) at that, looking kind of back at that, the consumer piece, just one more point there. When we talk about consumers, I believe the consumer today knows more about photography than the history Mm -hmm. Of, of the world. Like we, Today, 350 million photos are posted on Facebook every day, and Mm -hmm. not one of them is blurry. So when we talk about, okay, what do I have in the practice? What type of cameras? When you look at the images and we hear the images good enough, well, good enough for who? Good enough for that consumer in the chair that is a pro at taking photography themselves Right. And so as you're looking at the options and looking at what you have in the practice, I would just ask you to evaluate that from that standpoint, who is truly looking at the photos?
0: Yeah. And photos are so much more important than an x-ray because patients can't read x-rays. And um, I think that's something that we forget as uh, as dental professionals, too. You know, we'll start showing them radiolucencies and see, look at the root right here and the widening of the PDL. They don't know what you're talking about. that's so that's right looking at a picture they can they can see the bleeding they can see the cracks in their teeth and so it's much more impactful to use that
1: that's right and translumination is becoming more and more popular so being able to to add that that feature as a caries detection to really say okay i see the bite wing i see the colored image i need one more step to help me and but, but really for the patient to understand more yeah yes yeah
0: absolutely I think transillumination is awesome. So, well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much to Brett Wilson, president of DigiDoc for coming on to today's podcast. Now, if you have anything that you want to learn or hear about, please write in and let me know. And thank you so much for listening.
1: Until next time.